Welcome to One Hand One Bounce, we're a Tasmanian sports podcast. I'm Luke and I'm a massive sports lover, been lucky enough to be employed in sport, I'm volunteering in sport and I'm a proud parent and coach and love being involved in sport. And hi, I'm Ollie and I love my footy, my soccer and my cricket. I pretty much love all sports and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to One Hand One Bounce. I'm here with Oliver. Hello. How are you? Alright. It's been a while. Yeah. We've been a bit busy, haven't we? Yeah. We have. We sport. <laughs> so, today we've got a fair bit to catch up on. Yeah. We've got the Super Bowl. We've got some international hockey. NBL. Cricket. Cricket and more cricket. And footy. Yeah. We're in that sort of changeover period, aren't we? Well, cricket's still going, but footy's still going. I mean, starting. Starting, yep. So we might start with all the way back to the Super Bowl. A couple of weeks ago now. What happened in the Super Bowl? Oh, come on, mate. You watched it. What a game it was. One of the closest finishes ever. In Super Bowl it wasn't history. wasn't that close. Well, it was scores were level with only a few seconds to go, were they yeah, not? Yeah, but they were time-wasting. So they, they really could have scored like three or four minutes earlier. They did play down the clock. So who, talk us through who won. Kansas City. Defeated. Philadelphia. Right. Very good. So, unfortunately... Australian, two Australians were on the losing side, is that right? Yeah. Aaron Sipos, the former secure player, and then I forget the other guy's name, but... Yeah. The other uh, guy with a rugby background, so couldn't get the win, unfortunately, but um, good that they could be in the Super Bowl. Mm. So that's that. Um, NBL? Uh, the Jack Jumpers are out. They're out. They did well to make it through. They they had a good win against Cairns up in Cairns, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, to make it through to the semi-final against New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately that first game, they got well beaten over in Auckland. Second game, uh, won it at home. And then the third game, they gave it a crack, gave it a crack over back in, in New Zealand, um, but they couldn't quite get it done. So yeah. So we have the Sydney Kings and New Zealand in the grand final. Pretty, First games tonight. Yeah, pretty good effort by New Zealand, who I'm pretty sure finished last last year. Yeah. Very COVID affected season, but yeah, they didn't. They played like two home games. Mm, they ended up playing like five home games at My State Bank Arena. Yeah, in front of no crowd. So, um, they have obviously bounced back really strong because they have been a strong team in the last few years. But to to bounce back from what happened with COVID is pretty good effort, and um, they go up against the reigning champions, the Sydney Kings. Yeah. Who are you tipping? I don't know. 
Oh, well, thanks for that. Well, uh, yeah. I'd back the Kings, personally. Yeah, probably. And they're going to have the extra home game yeah. if it goes to five. And the extra home game if it's three. So they'll have an extra home game regardless, unless it's four. <laughs> yes, they get the home home court advantage. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But if it goes to four, they don't. Like, if it's only no, four. No, but... That, well, that's right. That someone's got to win away from home if that's the case. So if they only win at home, then the Kings will win. Yeah. 3-2. All right. Um, we're not going to talk about English Premier League because our team, Chelsea, are horrible at the moment. I'm surprised so. we're... Well, the only reason... I'm surprised we even got through the group stage of the Champions League and that's only because that was a couple of months ago. Yep. As in our first game, we didn't actually play too badly, so that's... Mm. We could... No, things have fallen apart for us, unfortunately. Uh, it's tight at the top. Arsenal's still up there. Mm. Um, FA Cup's getting through to the quarterfinal stage. Um, a few upsets. League Cup, Manchester United got the victory there, so they get the first trophy of the season. Uh, Champions League, as you mentioned, now into the knockout phases. And the Europa League, the same. Yeah. We've got the Women's World Cup coming up in just a matter of months now. In Australia. That's right. But it's in winter, which I guess... Yeah. It is always... Well, it's not usually in winter. No, it's normally... The World Cups tend to be in summer or sort of spring, summer. Because they're usually in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. The only exceptions are like South Africa and Brazil and Australia. Yeah. But apart from that, they're like anywhere in Europe or Asia or the US. Mm. Well, just America. Well, North America... Is northern, so it's usually summer. Yeah. And the international hockey took place at Hobart the other day. We went along, didn't we? Yeah. I think it's the Pro League, it's called. Yeah, I don't even know what it means. Well, there's a a, um, league that they play, um, obviously, called the Pro League. But it's um, a bit like the cricket now with the one-day table. and Oh, yeah, like Super League. Super League sort of style. Um, I presume they have... I think they have, like, finals mm. um, at the end of the period. So whether it's every year or a couple of years, I'm not entirely certain. But, yeah, yeah well, there's, there's a table and um, so every match means something. Yeah, the ICC Super League is about to finish for... It's like a it's three years period, but I think this one, not every team's play as many matches as they would due to COVID. Yeah. But there was like there's like a hundred and thirty four matches, mm. just any all teams all one day series. Yeah. And the top seven are through to the World Cup, which is later this year, and then the bottom, the. Teams below them, like, decide qualifying and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, okay. Yep. And so the, the hockey was exciting to watch, wasn't it? It was good, good yeah. to see that. Yeah, it was. 
I got a bit bored at the start. Did you? Oh, it's not not a sport we watch a lot of, is it's it? It's not. It's, I wouldn't call it the most exciting sport. Right. It's not golf excitement level. <laughs> what, because golf is like the number one no. top of the pile excitement sport? Or bowls excitement level. Lawn bowls? Yeah. Oh, that's bloody exciting, mate. Okay, all right, I'll give you that, but I thought it was good to watch international sport in our backyard. Yeah. So we got to see the Hockey Roos, so the Australian women's team, take on Argentina. Yeah. And Tasmania's own, and also Clarence District Cricket Club's own, Maddie Brooks made her debut for the Hockey Roos. Yeah. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? And we actually happened to be sitting just near her sister, Taylor, and a group of sort of friends and supporters. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. And yeah. a few WNCL players, which we'll get to later. We will get to later. Yep, there's a bit of a crossover there between... Cricket, very good, Oliver. All right, and the men's game afterwards, we watched the first half, and then and Australia were up two 0 And we thought, oh, they got it in the bag, so we thought we'd pop over back home and go to bed, and uh, then we found out the next morning they lost. Um, well, even like lost in a shootout towards the end of the third quarter, it was still two 0 Yeah, but yeah. obviously we couldn't hold on. And there was a couple of Tasmanians in the Australian yeah. men's team, the Ockerden and Josh Belts. Um, yeah. Eddie Ockenden I wonder how far off Eddie Ockenden is to retiring. Uh yes. Because he's played like four hundred and fifty games. Which is four fifty, did you say? At least four. He's played over 400. Oh, I think you're right, actually. And that was a couple of months ago. And I've seen quite, like, I think they've played a hockey World Cup since then. And the Pro League's been going for a couple of months in a couple of different cities. So probably he's getting close. Which, it's a bit like cricket sort of games. Like, 
all up games for 50, I reckon. Yeah. Because cricket and hockey, how many games you play each year, like all formats, yeah. would probably be about how many hockey games you play. Yeah. That's a pretty remarkable effort, isn't it? Yeah. In any sport to play that many games. And how many Commonwealth games has he won? Like six or something? Yeah. Something like that. I don't think he's lost a game or maybe like one game at the Commonwealth Games. Mm. Um, Very good. And uh, Let's cover... Do we want to cover footy first? Okay, we'll just cover the footy and then we'll get into the cricket. Because cricket's a lot. We'll get into the cricket, yeah. And we haven't got too much time because we're sitting here in the morning and we've got to get sorted and ready for school and work. So yeah. we do have to keep it snappy today, but just quickly in footy. So there's been a, a round of practice matches. Yeah, there's a round of unofficial practice matches last weekend. Yep. And this weekend, it's the like. Uh, there's no sponsor to it now. That it was Amy and Marsh and Jout. There's been like fifteen different sponsors in like ten years, but. <laughs> This now it's just called official practice matches, pretty much. Yeah, so there was a couple of matches or three matches, I think, last yeah. night. Um, One at Utah's, a yeah. shootout, Hawthorne oh. Collingwood. Yeah, Collingwood got up by a goal. Yeah, yep. so. And then yep. there was Fremantle Port Adelaide, which Fremantle won by 30 points. Very good. And then there was Brisbane Geelong, mm. which I, you would have thought, I know. Um, Geelong had a few players out, but every team has a few players out, mm. like resting and minor injuries. Yeah. So um, you still would have thought they could beat Brisbane after winning the grand final. So Brisbane won, did they? Yeah, by 45 points. Mm. Good victory. Yeah. But it's only practice games, like you said. Teams yeah. are trying new things. They've not got the best team on the park. So... It's really hard to know what that if that means anything. Yeah. So we've got the season proper starting in two weeks then. Yep. So they get next weekend off. And then we're into it the following weekend, I think, on a Thursday night again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I to think, kick off the season. I think about the first five rounds of Thursday nights. Mm. I've got no hopes for the Saints, and I've heard a lot of people tipping them for the wooden spoon, which I wouldn't be surprised if we do... Yeah, look, I I must admit I'm I'm not super optimistic now. We've As done... in the past few seasons, I thought, oh, we could make finals, and especially last season, we we're five and one or eight and three, mm. which is yes. Yeah, so I, I, let's not go over that again, mate. No, but no, we're not going to get there. Really, I, but... Obviously, the big loss is Max King's out for the first probably half a dozen rounds or so, maybe. Maybe as long as the bye, we don't know. I think Billings pick, picked up an injury as well. Yep, he he got a, a, a small fracture. Our, our forward line in a practice match, like, I don't even think we're resting anyone. I think like half our team's out to injury. Yep, and we've got Jack Hayes out. Yep, he... Membry's had a small ha- niggle. Hayes had an ACL and then did something else. Yep. 
That's right, mate. Well, so there we go. Um, and we've got some young talent that we've picked up in the draft. And so I think but, for our long-term yeah. prospects, it's it's heading in the right direction. But we're, you're right, this year might be a bit of a struggle. We'll, we'll and the next couple of years. Oh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, so, well, who is you just quickly, who is your tip to be in the grand final this year? No idea. Like, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to tip the D's. Yeah, they're looking. I think they're going to bounce back. Luke Jackson, what Luke Jackson went, but um, Brody Grundy's there, so Mm -hmm. that's good for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they'll bounce back the D's. Other Um, than that, I think it's a pretty open field. I think there's another half a dozen teams. I reckon Carlton. Are up there. I know last year they had. An all-time choke, but... Uh, I think, yeah, I think Carlton... Injuries as well last year, really... I think, I think they're a good chance to be top four. I mean, yeah. they weren't far off top four. I know they missed the eight, but they weren't far off the top four yeah. last year. Yeah, like three weeks left in the season, they were in top four. Yep. And pretty much guaranteed to make finals. They wouldn't need three losses and a few bad losses, and that's what they had. Yeah. Exactly right. All right, any other footy news before we move back to cricket? Uh, the Saints play today. I do. Up for like 3.30. I won't say it because today I'm travelling up to the running event. Um, we're travelling to the northwest coast of Tassie, to Stanley, to compete in the God Nuts running event, which I've been in the last couple of years, so... I'll uh, be leaving at lunchtime and I won't see you guys till yeah. Sunday. Anyways, um, cricket. Yeah. Where do we start? Oh, so much. Well, let's let's let's. I oh, know I've got an order here. Here we go. So, your junior cricket finished during the week. Yeah, we lost. Um, yeah, so not about wins and losses, yeah, no. mate. Well, I'm but the two weeks, the two one. rounds before that. So you had a bye the previous week, but the two rounds before that, you had two really good wins, didn't you? Yeah. Great reward for you guys because you'd improved a lot across the season. We had... just bowled too many extras. Yeah, but all teams do that. Yeah. At that age group, mate. Um, you had another game in under 13s. Yeah, I didn't you, go so well. You did all right. You bowled well. And you got, what did you get with the bat? Five. Five. That's okay. That's not the worst, mate. Um, out of the team total of what? 77. Yeah, of which probably half was extras. Yeah. So you did all right, mate. And you had a really good season at stage two level, back you know, back with your, your normal team. Um, hardly got out. I think you got out three times out of about eight innings. Yeah. Um, made a few runs, took a few wickets, bowled really tight. You're over the other night. You, you were unlucky not to get a maiden. Just got a yeah, single off a the last up. ball. And then my another, another over, I got hit for six. Yeah. And then there was five dots, and then there was a leg side wide. Yeah. So, no, you had a good season, mate, and your whole team, all of you improved so much from your first game to your last game. So you should be really pleased with that. Um, in local club cricket, we're at the pointy end. We've actually got the women's Premier League grand final this Sunday. Yeah. Between Greater Northern Raiders and Newtown. 
in the, the women's first grade. That's the 50 over um, grand final. Yep. In the men's side, we've got the last round of matches. Start the last this, two weeks. Though. Yeah, it's a Saturday, yeah. Saturday, two-day game. Yeah. So the our men's first grade are just outside the top four. No, what? Oh, first grade, yeah. In fifth. If they get a win, they're a chance. Yep. But if they get an outright, they're pretty much through, so... Yep. But they need to win. They need to win one way or the other, yep. So they're up against a little bit, but if things fall their way, they could sneak into yeah. the top four. If it wasn't for the rain last week, we probably could have gotten out right, which is annoying, because we had two sessions at them and to take ten wickets, but we only took five in one session, so we probably could have bowled them out. If it wasn't for the rain. Yeah. Yeah, it did ruin the chances of an outright. Yeah. Which would have been would have actually put them in fourth spot if they'd Yeah. That many shot. Would have we wouldn't like we would have just needed a draw or a win. Yeah. And not a win or an outright. Mm. Uh so who's who's in the top positions in first grade? Uni, I think. Yep, uni been right up there. And then I think it's Lindisfarne. Mm-hmm. And then I think North Hobart are up there. Yeah, and then I think Newtown are in fourth. So if Clarence are to get through, they'd have to get above Newtown. All right, and second grade, our boys have had a really solid season. They're sitting pretty nicely second. in second spot. They do still need to win to guarantee a top two spot. Um all results go their way. So that's looking good. Look, um, we shouldn't be playing Kingborough in the final, hopefully, unless we finish fourth. Mm, so Kingborough are top. Yeah. yeah. Yep, so the boys are looking good there. They had uh, excellent performance last round. We scored the first day. Bowled, yeah. They bowled out uni for 34. Yeah. And then made four for 213 declared. And then put uni back in to have them four for 75 at stumps. Yeah, and then we cleaned them up. We cleaned them up early on the second day, the following Saturday, and um, you guys, your brother and, and you and your mum had something on and I had a work thing on, so we couldn't get there till lunchtime. And by the time we got there, it was all over. Yeah. They cleaned them up, so one by an innings and a few runs. Innings and like 50 runs. Mm. Shout out to Dutchie, who's been on the podcast, who got a Pfeiffer. Yep, and, and he's second in second grade leading wicket takers. Just one behind one, the top. Yeah, yeah, one behind. So he's had a really solid season since moving over from Kingborough to Clarence. Uh, and the third grade boys are just outside the top four as well. They yeah, would they... need a, an absolute miracle to make it through. Do they? How I many so. points is it? I think they'd need an outright. No, or they'd uh, need uh, a... And win and results to go their way. I thought it was only like four points. Yeah, I'd say. So they'd need a win and the other teams not to win. Yeah. So probably not going to sneak in, but we'll see. All right. And so that's a bit of local cricket. Uh, what about the Women's World Cup, hey? Yep. Australia. Yeah. Getting the victory unbeaten 
I think they're unbeaten in their last like twenty T twenty matches or something like that. Meg yeah. Lanning captain the side to her how many World Cups? Fifth, I think. Four. Fourth. So, four, four in a one-day World Cup. So, yeah, so fifth World Cup. Yeah, well, as yeah, captain. four T20. Yeah, which breaks the record, I think, men's and women's. Yeah. Fantastic performance by them. Um, South Africa made it through the final. Yeah. Uh, they upset England in the semi. Australia beat India in a really tense match and were able to get through. And then um, it was pretty... Pretty tight game in the final, but Australia got up by 19 runs, I think it was. In the yeah, end. it was. And in men's international cricket, there's been a few series going on. The Australia-India series. And That's really been interesting. What's been interesting about it? The first two tests, we got absolutely flogged. Well, I'd say the first one we got absolutely flogged. The second, second one, one we improved. Was... They were only chasing 110, which isn't very... On well, day three. Yes, but Australia, the context of the game, mate, is that first innings Australia played well. Yeah, and then, and then the, the second, second innings, innings we had a massive batting collapse and it cost us the game. Yep, and in the third test, right now at Stumps on day two, we're chasing 75 to win. We got India all out in the second dig. So we first dig, we got them bowled out for 109, wasn't it? Yeah. We were four for 160 or thereabouts. Yep. And we managed to um, collapse and be all out. We were six for 11. We lost six for 11. So we must have been four for 186 hours watching them. And then I'm like, oh, we've lost a wicket. Well, Kerry can come in. I'm like, oh, not another one. Well, Stark can come. No, 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 no. I'm like, oh, this is great, isn't it? So we're all at 197. Yep. And then India lose a few early, then they consolidate, then they lose another one, and then they consolidate again, and then they lose another one, and they're four for 80 at T. Four for 80 at T. And then I go to bed. So I don't see the rest. But Nathan Lyon took six wickets. Six? He took mm. eight. Well, though... Six all... more wickets. Yeah, six so more. So he took the last he... six, did he? Yeah. Wow. So he got an eight for? Yep. India all yeah. out. Nearly best test bowling figures. He got eight for 50 once, but that was eight for 64. Mm. So not far off. And India all out for... 163. So Australia seventy five to get seventy seven. Seventy six. Seventy six. Um, but and when we haven't batted no, yet, it was stumps no, with that yeah. final wicket. And now India are criticising their pitch when it's the same <laughs> as all the others, just because they're losing on it and they can't play on it. <laughs> That's why they've overdone the yeah. pitch. Haven't well, they? like the test, it's not like the Gabba. Once a very green pitch because of all the rain and stuff. Like, they're actually preparing the pitches like that every test. Yeah. That's the third test. This, I'm guessing, will be the third test in a row that will be over in under three days and, like, three days and two... Or two days. Two, in, yeah, it's like two and a half days. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not, like, good enough. 
for every test. No, they should be. That's right. Occasionally, a three-day test and you now, expect. And now they want to prepare a grassy and same same pitch for the fourth test. To try and get ready for, for the, the World, World Test, test Championship, Championship final, like, which will be held in England. I don't think the captains are supposed to be able to control what the pitch is. No. And like, the funny thing is, Oliver, if, yeah. if they don't win this test, which... We'd like to think Australia can chase the runs, but we're not sure. But if let's say for a moment, touch wood, that Australia do get up, then India aren't actually guaranteed of the World Test Championship <gasps> final just yet. Just so, yet. So they've probably <laughs> yeah, they'll have to be preparing now. Only it's a week away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're preparing a grassy pitch when the next test is in a couple of months in India. I think there's still a strong chance to go yeah. through, but well, it's we not need guaranteed. Sh- we need if we win, we need Sri Lanka to help us out. We can beat Sri Lanka anywhere, as in Sri Lanka. Pretty much all their tests have been home tests or mm. like in Bangladesh or stuff. They've had a pretty easy run, so. Yeah. Very good. Uh, further news in international cricket. Um, big match that took place. It's been the talk of cricket in the last week. Uh, you know, one of the greatest finishes. Yeah, the England-New Zealand test. No, Isle of Man oh. versus Spain. Was it Spain? Yeah. Isle of Man versus Spain. That's That's been the talk of the... Well... The Thunder, the Thunder, Sydney Thunder boys should be happy given their <laughs> record's now been broken. So and it's just, a just record to, you don't want to Just to, to put our listeners in the picture, so Spain and the Isle of Man, obviously two cricketing powerhouses. No, they, they're like 70th and 70th in world rankings. Come on, mate, you've got to add some mayonnaise well, to the story. <laughs> You're so, saying it like the first and second <laughs> world test. So they played a series of T20 matches. They actually, I, I looked it up, mate. So they played like a six-game series. So Isle That's of Man went and toured Spain. Obviously not, not very far away for them to just hop on a plane in a couple of hours. And there they are. Played around about six T20s. On that, that fateful day, they played a match earlier in the day. So they played... Two T Twenty internationals in the day. First one, Isle of Man. Who, for those unaware, where is Isle of Man? In between Ireland and England. So it's a tiny little country. Probably one of their best known sportsmen is the cyclist, and I've forgotten his name, and I can picture him. <laughs> best known <the> sportsman. <laughs> he he's a sprinter in the Tour de France, and I picture him, but I can't think of his name. Um. So they only can have no. Can I just? They only have a population of fifty thousand, but it makes sense that they would play cricket and be bet like as good as a team like Spain, given they're right next to England. Given they're English, and, and yeah, a lot of them are English. English heritage, yeah. Yes, good point, mate. So, anyways, tiny little country. Went and played at Spain earlier in the day. They made 132, I think it was, off their 20 overs. Spain chased it down with um, three wickets, uh, only three wickets down. 
few overs to spare, so so got up pretty comfortably. I don't know how the other games have gone previously during the week, but yeah, maybe Isle of Man won the series four games. <laughs> maybe uh, later in the day, they played again. Uh, Isle of Man, they they managed to get through ten point four overs, I think it was. That was eight point two overs. Eight point two. All right, I'm just making stuff up now. But what I'm not making up is they got bought out for ten. So you reference the Sydney Thunder, who got bowled out for 15 in the BBL. Well, they survived longer than the Sydney Thunder. That's something I can say. And Spain uh, chased it down in two balls. Look, at least it wasn't one ball. So they hit a six. I think the next ball was a no ball, no runs further off it. So they were none for seven. And then hit another six to be none for 13 off (laughs) 0.2. Over and done. Obviously, Isle of Man just wanted to get home. So, that was obviously the talk of international cricket in the last week. What about the greatest ever finish in world cricket has ever seen? Oh, the England-New Zealand test. Well, okay, we'll run with that for now. England-New Zealand. How many tests have there been? Where a team has enforced the follow-on and Four. lost. Four. And the last one was 2001, the famous game Australia and India. That's why Australia never enforced the follow-on anymore. Pretty much. It is pretty much. The only, they only enforced it against South Africa because that was the only way they were going to get a result. And then I think the two previous to that, there was one in the 1960s and one in like 1890-something, something ridiculous. So there only tend to be every sort of, 50 years or so. But this is every 22 years. Okay, well, it's getting closer then. So we'll expect to see one in about 10 years' time. But what we're getting at is how many test matches have there been in Four. history? No, in uh, total test matches. Like 2,500? 2,494? Like yeah, I think... But it... I don't know if that counts the Australia-India test match, so probably 2,495. <laughs> And only four of them have the team enforcing the follow-on lost the match. So that is what happened. So England came out, Basball got 430-something. Yep, declared. In the first innings, eight down, so they because declared. Because of the rain. New Zealand came out, got bowled out for 100 and... 209. 209, that's right. So like England they, the they only tried by like 220, so they only just could enforce it. Uh, we should also mention Harry Brook continues his remarkable 184 off well like 186 off 175 yeah his test average is like 95 he went over a runner ball for a 180 I think he's about to surpass Don Bradman wow. like he's played in his last six test match matches he scored 600s I think one every test match Wow. So, uh, New Zealand, following on, managed to make 480. And 80. Kane Williamson scored 130. He did. He was the backbone, but there was a few other contributions, some 50s and Grace 80s. I think he got a 90. Yeah, Grace 90. Yeah. But he got out. Yeah, there's a couple, couple others that contributed as well, so 480. So that sets England a tricky chase. Yeah. 
uh, what was it, 250-ish. England come out, they lose early wickets, 5 for 80. Well, they didn't lose it. They were 1 for 40 at stumps. So. Yeah, well, okay. Well, then, so come back the next morning, day 5. Yeah, lose, lose some wickets, 5 for 80. Looking like New Zealand's going to do the remarkable, pull off a victory. Then England consolidate. Um, then lose a few more wickets there. Eight down with about 40 runs to get. Um, Stokes is gone. But folks, Green, Ben, folks. Folks is in. Stokes and folks. Yeah, pity that Wokes wasn't playing. They have had those three play before together. Stokes, Wokes and folks. Anyways, uh, Stokes is out. Folks is in. The last recognised batter. Jack Leach is in at 10. Take him back. He scored 98 as a night watchman. He's in at 10. Folks is farming the strike, doing it brilliantly. So he's scoring the runs. Leach is not looking to score. He's just yeah, blocking he's them like out. Yeah, he's like 1 off 34. Well, he was not off 26. And then Folks gets out. There's still seven runs to get. Jimmy Anderson, the 40-year-old. <laughs> Turning 41. Just about at the top of his game with the bowl. Well, he's number one. He's not number one test bowler anymore. No, but he's Ravi right up Ashwin there. Ashwin is. He's right up there. Number Remarkable two. Remarkable for a 40-year-old. Anyways, he's not known for his batting. Comes out, uh, plays a couple of bowls, hits a four. Yeah. So, so they, there was also a single there somewhere. Le- I think Leach finally got off the mark because he realised, well, I've got to score some runs now to get these seven. So there was a single, meaning six to get Anderson a four. They block out a few Two. more, a few more overs. So there's a few maidens going on. Then, uh, who was bowling? Was it Southie? I don't. Or was it Wagner? I think it was Wagner. Wagner and Southie finishing things off for New Zealand, steaming in. Uh, Anderson, one on his on his ankles, down leg side. If he gets something significant on it, it races the boundary and they've won. Remembering that they've got two more to get. He just tickles it off the face, a very faint edge. Amazing catch down leg side by the keeper. Who's the New Zealand keeper? Uh, is it Tom? Seifert? No. Tom? No. Anyways, um, we, um, <laughs> we've ruined the story here. Is it Blundell? Oh, yeah, Blundell. Yeah. Yeah, that's great catch down leg side, takes it, oh, I wasn't convinced that it was definitely an edge, but on replay it was obvious, yeah, a oh, little tickle off the face, Anderson walked, he didn't even review it, I don't know if they had a review left, but he knew he was out, one run victory, that's only the second time in test cricket history there's been a one run victory, and only the fourth time that a team following on has won the match. Meaning this was one of the most remarkable well, look, matches in... That that was the best game. Yeah, it's... the most remarkable matches in the second half of the week. <laughs> so that was the most amazing finish we had seen to a cricket match since... In two days. Since in three the days previous either. Saturday. Yeah, like three days ago. So, mate, we, we've spent 40 minutes... Talking about a whole bunch of other stuff. But what we really wanted to talk about was the Women's National Cricket League Grand Final. Yep. Tasmania taking on South Australia. 
where do we start? I feel like we actually need a special episode for this, but we're we're gonna do our best here. We're gonna we're just gonna relive it for a moment. We've got five minutes here to wrap it up. Amazing also that our next special guest on the podcast that we did record an episode with about three or four weeks ago, Tubes Taylor. Just a little preview there, a little bit of uh, exclusive information for those listening. He's going to be our next guest. We recorded the podcast before, obviously, the, the finals of the WNCL. He is a massive part of that. He's the ground announcer. He's a big supporter of Tasmanian cricket and particularly the women's game. Um, we also are big supporters of yeah. the Tasmanian Tigers. I was lucky enough to be scoring the match. After last year, I was actually appointed to the final and then had COVID. Yeah, we had COVID. So we none of us were able to get there. Um, this year, we all got there. You and your brother and your mum were sitting there watching. I was scoring. So Tasmania take on, taking on South Australia once again in the final at home again. Day-night game this time. A bit of rain around. It's been a really hot day. That sort of steamy conditions. But after like 2 o'clock, it just dropped off. Yeah, the temperature dropped off. The rain started to sort of close in a little bit. Um, We got got through basically, I think it was the innings break before there was any any delays. Um, Tasmania 265 we put on the board. 264. 264, sorry. Well, 265 was the target. Villani with a really solid 100. Stalinberg scored like 70. Stalinberg was really good. Yeah, really important innings. Um, everyone, well, most of the batters contributed something. I made a start. Yeah, most made, some, made something, made a start, that's right. Except, 264. Well, the top, like, we, six made a start. We thought in the scorer's box that that was probably a winning total. You'd take it more than you would leave it, but... Probably 20 runs short of really being a strong position. Well, it was a very, very flat pitch. Mm. Like, you couldn't see any grass on it. Yeah. So, South Australia come out. They lose a couple of early wickets. Um, we think Tassie are in the box, box seat. But South Australia just slowly caught their way up to the DLS pass score, which was important because there was some rain around. They actually came off with... I think it was 19.3 or 19.2 yeah. overs. So it was actually four balls short of being a game and they had to come off for a rain delay. Came back on South Australia. Uh, slowly got themselves in front on the DLS. They then, I think there was another rain delay. They come off briefly and back on. The umpires and, and ground lost, staff did a great job. Then they lost a wicket. They lost a wicket, Courtney Webb. Key wicket. Uh, they then lost a couple more wickets, and they looked to be in strife. It looked like Tassie had really had a stranglehold on the game. Looked and to be in strife. Then Barsby and was it O'Neill? Or Amy O'Neill. I think it's Amy. No, April. it's not Amy. Uh, April. Sarah. I'm oh. pretty sure. I don't know. No, it starts with A. Anyways. Annie. Annie O'Neill and Gemma Barsby. Came out remarkably. So after they'd lost, I think, three wickets in three overs or thereabouts, 
they came out and struck 21 off Molly Shrano's last, last and over. And then 12 off the next. Then 12 off Nick Perry. And then Perry. it rained. And just, but just on Shrano, she bowled nine overs for about 20. And then they took 21 off her last over. Uh, then Nick Carey, 12 off that over. So 33 in two overs. Then it rained, like you said. They're ahead on DLS by about... Four runs. I yeah. Think. And it didn't look like they were going to get back on. No, I didn't think they'll get but back on. But the, somehow they did. Umpires, ground staff, fantastic job, and they were really consistent throughout. They they didn't get overall by the start of the game. They just focused on getting them back out there. If it was a little bit of light drizzle, they were happy to play through that. Um, got them back out there. They lost three overs, so the equation was they needed 23 off 18. Yeah. With those two batters who just hit... You know, 33 off two overs. So the next over, I think they got eight. Yeah. So 15 off 12. They got 11. Yep. So they needed four off six. Sarah caught to bowl the last. The rest is history, as they say. <laughs> Five wickets, three of which were Coit's wickets, two were runouts, one of which was Coit's for two runs. Remarkable scenes, absolutely amazing, the most amazing finish I've ever seen to a cricket match. Until three days later when England and New Zealand test, but even still I'm backing the Tassie SA WNCL Grand Final mm-hmm. as the better finish to a cricket match. Yeah. Absolutely amazing, mate. And in other news, before <laughs> that, a couple of days before that, Tasmania got flogged by WA. <laughs> Thanks for really bringing it down that story, mate. 381. <laughs> Get out of it. Come on, mate. We're trying to enjoy this know, amazing victory. We've already enjoyed it. Yeah, but the the listeners haven't well, soaked might, it all in. They might have. We were lucky enough to get down to the change rooms afterwards. Yeah. Hear the team sing the song. Tassie, they only came into the national competition not all that many years ago, about 15 years ago, and to now have two victories. And I know we've got a lot of players from interstate, but we've got some homegrown talent. And, you know, it's... Yes, you bring in players from interstate, but you've got to actually set up your program and, you know, give them the best opportunity to perform. And... 
there's people that are actually invested in Tasmanian cricket too. Someone like Molly Strano, who's just announced in recent days a three-year extension to a contract. So she's going to stay here for, you know, that'll be a good five or six years. So, you know, it's, and that's happened all the way through on the men's side. You know, we've had lots of players in in the men's game that um, that come down. So, fantastic effort. And, you know, then when you throw in, you know, Sasha Maloney, Amy Smith, Emma Maddox Jeeves as the homegrown talent, who all contributed. Claire Scott. Claire Scott. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson or Emma Flint, yeah, who retired. Shout out to Tomo. Ava Curtis was in the squad. She was, yeah. Shout out to Tomo, who um, has actually, funnily enough, um, been my physio from time to time and helped uh, help with some calf calf issues I've had with my running. So, <laughs> Tassie's a small place. We know Tomo that way as well. But, uh, no, well done to her and a great career. She's now retired. Great way to go out. She was 12th in the final. I just don't know what more to say, mate. I think we're going to have to catch up with Tubes and do a little special extra episode because he was pretty excited, wasn't he? Yeah. You were sitting near him at the end. Yeah. And he... So your mum sent me a message and said, I don't know who's more nervous, Oliver or Tubes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty It was pretty um, exciting, the scorer's box too. I mean, yeah. we, we got the scoring bit done. We knew what was going on. We had the score under control. So we get that done, and then we would just sort of basically lose the plot to each other and say, what, what is happening here? We just were trying to compute what the hell was going on, and it took me a good couple of hours to sort of settle down and let it all soak in. I was still quite sort of shaky for an hour or so after the game. Just, uh, yeah, the way it finished. Anyways... We better wrap up because yeah. we got school and work to go to. Great to talk to you, mate. Yeah. Thanks for the episode. Thanks for listening, listeners. And a shout out to, we've put up our recent guest, Kate Maher. He's up on the airwaves now. Give that a listen if you get the chance and listen out for Tubes. We'll put him up in the next week or so. Yeah. All right. Nice to talk to you. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Thank Bye. you. Thank you.